0: This podcast is brought to you by MediShare, affordable and biblical health care sharing. Visit MediShare.com slash Unpacking It. You deserve affordable, reliable health care. It's MediShare.
1: Welcome to the Unpacking It podcast with Bryce Johnson. It's a show that unpacks sports, faith, and life with intriguing guests from the sports and entertainment world enjoy inspiring conversations and thought-provoking interviews you'll hear stories from people that will inspire challenge and encourage you now from the unpacking it studios in charlotte north carolina uniting sports fans everywhere here is bryce johnson
0: Welcome to the Unpacking It podcast presented by MetaShare. This is the show that unpacks sports, faith, and life with intriguing guests from the sports and entertainment world. I'm Bryce Johnson. So glad to be with you today. Appreciate you listening to this podcast. Thank you for all of your support as a listener and thanks for Promoting this to your friends, thanks for rating, reviewing, sharing on social media. Uh, We we greatly appreciate it. Today on the show, we are joined by the head football coach at Georgia Southern, Clay Helton. He's got quite the the story to, to share with us, going from being the head coach at USC, and then in the middle of the season, Being named the, the, losing the job at USC and then being named the head coach at Georgia Southern. And so he's getting ready for his first season down in Georgia, Statesboro, Georgia. And if you know anything about me, if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you know that I am a proud Appalachian State alum. I'll actually be in Boone this weekend for a, a radio station event, the, uh, the the college radio station, the student station, but our biggest rival is Georgia Southern, and so today on the show, I am going against my <laughs> my 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 black and gold blood to interview Coach Clay Helton. However, this guy's great; you're going to enjoy it, and I, I I say this to him during the interview, but. It's great when your rival is good. It's just it's more interesting when Ohio State and Michigan are both good, not when one team is beating the other all the time. Duke and Carolina, it's great when they're both good. Auburn, Alabama, it's better that way. So if Georgia Southern, they become even better, they're interesting. Uh, We always have great games with them, and they beat us, we beat them, and it's always fun. Um, And and apps still awesome. Uh, And so we got a great coach ourselves, and Sean Clark but this is a fun rivalry. So, it's a good conversation with with Clay today as he talks about kind of what he went through and and being out of a job, getting a job and and so it's a it's a, it's a lot of uh, good insight into who he is as a coach, his approach, his faith, uh the importance that family uh is in his life and his dad was a coach and what he learned from his dad. So, you're going to really enjoy this conversation today stick around at the end of the interview I'll give you kind of one or two things to unpack a little bit further Uh, we are brought to you by MediShare MediShare is an innovative healthcare solution for Christians looking to save money without sacrificing on quality my wife and I we are members and have been for a number of years MediShare is a biblical affordable alternative to health insurance and so go get a quote figure out how much money you can save Go to metashare.com slash unpacking it. So metashare.com slash unpacking it. And so we greatly appreciate Metashare's support of this podcast, and we appreciate you and your support as well. Let's jump right in. Here is Coach Clay Helton.
1: Bringing you unique insight into the faith and character of guests from the sports world. Unpacking it with Bryce Johnson.
0: Joining us now on the Metashare guest line is the head football coach at Georgia Southern, Clay Helton. He's preparing for his first season. He was previously the head coach at USC, where he finished with a 46-24 and record, winning the Pac-12 championship in 2017. Throughout his coaching career, he has also had stops at Duke, Houston, and Memphis. He played quarterback in college at Auburn and Houston. I'm thrilled to welcome on Clay Helton. Coach, thanks so much for being with us. How are you?
2: Thanks for having me. Really appreciate it. Doing well. Doing well right in the middle of spring football. Having a blast with a bunch of great kids and coaches.
0: Man, well, Yeah, I want to hear about spring practice. What's it like being in this new situation with with a new team, new players? How's it been for you?
2: Well, it's it's been exciting. Uh, I mean, anytime that you start something right from scratch, uh, it's a great challenge uh, to be able to, you know, put a staff together, you know, put a staff together, build a football team, uh, implement a culture. Uh, be able to put three new systems in during spring spring football, offense, defense, and, and special teams-wise. So uh, it, it's been daylight till dark, but it's you wake up every day with a smile because, you know, I really don't have a job. I get to do what I love. I get to be around great kids and great coaches, and, you know, it, it's it's exciting time in, in my life uh, after – you know, this is my 27th year of, of college football. I've been at some remarkable places. And, you know, anytime that you have transition, there's new opportunities. And God opened a tremendous opportunity for me and my family here uh, in, in Statesboro, Georgia. Minnesota.
0: I love it. Well, there's a couple of things I want to unpack in there. Uh, the first thing, I find it interesting, just as a, as a sports fan, what that process is like for you to put together a, a staff. Mm-hmm. And so, especially in light of, the timing of when you took over at Georgia Southern being named in, in November. So what was that process like to put together a staff? Yeah,
2: it it was twofold. You know, there's a great leadership alignment right here, uh, right now with our president, Camarero and our AD, Jared, Uh, the vision of what we want to be able to accomplish is not just Sunbelt championships, but to be the national story uh, at, at the, at a championship level, FBS level. Um, And so To be able to do that, we wanted to be able to acquire two things. Um, One, uh, characteristics of what we feel win championships, but also guys that have either played and coached either at the NFL level uh, or the power five level. And they know what it looks like from a recruiting standpoint to being able a development standpoint. Um, And, you know, in doing that, that next criteria is a list of questions that I always ask myself, you know, about guys that we bring in. I'm always going to bring in uh, men of character because I believe that we're in the trust relationship business and you cannot have a relationship or trust uh, a man in leadership. If you don't trust his character, So they're they're men of great character. Uh, They're guys that can develop uh, at the highest level, uh, and they have the knowledge and competency to develop young men uh, at an elite standard. Uh, They care about kids uh, on and off the field. Uh, they care about what they're doing in their lives. You know, we're dealing with 18 to 21 year olds. This is not a professional football game. Uh, there are still life lessons that are out there for us to be able to teach as coaches. So we not only teach the fundamentals and schemes of uh, on the field, but we teach about life off the field. And then lastly, it's guys that are going to be brutally honest with kids mm-hmm. that are going to identify their strengths, but also identify their areas of growth. Uh, I don't like to use the term weakness. I, I like to. And hey, this is where you're really strong at. But here's your area of growth. Let's identify it. Let's go have a plan. I'm not just going to tell you, let's go have a plan. And let's go do this together. Um, and so they're guys that uh, I believe are great educators. Uh, it was a lot of fun putting this group together. I'm very proud of it. Uh, and, you know, I think it's one of the best coaching staffs in the country right now. And I, we look forward to showing remarkable things in the 22 season.
0: Ah, that that's awesome. Well, I appreciate you sharing that. And the the other part of that is you mentioned building a culture and now starting over and and putting your stamp on on the program. Of course. So, what are those core values and, and principles that that you rely on and that you're implementing into the program?
2: Yeah, yeah. I, I've always believed when you're when you're building a culture, everybody needs to say it. If they can't tell you what your culture is, uh, then you don't have one. Uh, And so we use the initials TDU, which stand for Toughness, Discipline and Being United. Um, You know, I believe that uh, within every organization, football organization, you have to teach the physical and mental toughness of the game. You have to teach the discipline uh, and the accountability uh, of the game uh, that is ultra important. Uh, And then you you have to be able to show that this is a team and, and we are united together. You know, so it is something that, uh, as you look up, we want to be able to teach that toughness, that discipline, that accountability, and it is a team. It is team over self. That uh, individual success is a byproduct of the team success. I
0: love it. That's awesome. Well, as far as for you as a a head coach, how different do you think you are, or how much maybe the, the same are you when you took over at USC to now where you're at, taking over at Georgia Southern?
2: Uh, probably a lot different. I'll be honest. With you. I think uh, one of the things my dad has always taught me. My dad's a 50-year NFL and college coach, and and one of the, one of the things he's always taught me is never get comfortable, never get stagnant, continue to grow, continue to get better. And I I remember being an assistant coach and offensive coordinator for 20 years and say, gosh, when's my time? When's my opportunity? What's it? You know, I, I I'm ready for this. Uh, and then all of a sudden, I'm the head coach at USC. And I look up to God and I say, God, thank you. I needed all twenty years uh, of of growth. I needed all twenty years. It's not my plan; it's your plan. Uh, and He knew I needed every experience I had to be able to uh, be able to be a head coach at USC. Um, and as you're that head coach, and I was there for seven seasons, um, you get better each and every year. You learn. You, you learn from successes, but more importantly, you learn from failures, uh, and and you grow from them. Uh, and so, you know, each year I feel like uh, I've become a better football coach. Um, I think we all do. Uh, when you have reps and you have experiences, uh, you, you know how to uh, guide uh, young men and coaches and, and you get a little better better every year. So, um, you know, I've always felt like God has a plan and. You know, when I when we transitioned after the second game last year at USC, I had six weeks, uh, the first time I had ever been truly out of football, that is six weeks to be able to to be able to say, you know what, I now know that I I love this game so much. It's a part of my life. Uh, It's a part of my everyday life. it was meant to help raise young men. Uh, I've got three children by birth. i got 130. I get the honor to adopt. And I love being part of those 130 adopted lives. Uh, and so you look at yourself in the mirror and say, hey, how can I get better with my next opportunity? Uh, and that's what I did for those six weeks and, and look up and I got so fortunate. There's only about 130 of these head coaching jobs at the FBS level. And uh, to be able to be in a leadership position again in such a great place like Georgia Southern, feel very humbled and
0: very honored well I, I, I want to hear a little bit more about your your love for coaching and we'll, we'll get into that but but'm I'm, I'm fascinated about these six weeks in between mm-hmm. uh, things ending at USC to then being named at, at Georgia Southern and in many ways I mean that's a really unique situation for all that to happen in the middle of a season and and so you experienced that but but during those six weeks, even from a faith perspective too, Mm-hmm. How did you grow and what, what was that kind of introspection time like, which I, I imagine there, there was time for that?
2: Yeah, you know, I, I've always loved the book of James and I've always thought that through trials and tribulations, God puts that in our life uh, so we can be the best version of ourselves, so we can be steadfast, uh, so we can be complete. Uh, and so, uh, you know, it gave me the opportunity to take a step back to look at myself as, as a leader, uh, as a coach, and to be able to say, hey, this is what we did really well. Uh, and this is where we can grow. Uh, it also taught me again, how much, like I said earlier, how much I love the game. Uh, I, you know, I, I could only be a dog walker and a college algebra tutor for so long. I was I was, I was the best college algebra tutor as a, there was in, in college football for about six weeks for my daughter and I was um, walking the dog about six times a day uh, but, it, but after about three weeks I got the opportunity uh, Brett Bielema who I think very much invited me up to Illinois and I spent a week there uh, and got to know their staff got to know their kids uh, and, and and really said man th- this is what I, I want to do um, this is what I the calling that God put this calling on me um, I'm, I'm not made for, I guess, a civilian world. I love the football world uh, and I love being a part of kids' lives. And I, I didn't want that to end uh, and prayed about it, uh, and that, that whatever opportunity or whatever path that God chose for me, uh, that uh, I would accept and be excited and grateful for. I didn't know it was going to be as special as Georgia Southern, uh, but when it came, when that opportunity came, I relished it and uh, extremely thankful and humbled uh, to be at such a great place like Statesboro, Georgia.
0: Absolutely. Well, it, it's so cool that that really that calling was confirmed. You know, you, you go out for a few weeks, all right, it's, it's confirmed. Let's go back to when you initially got the call into coaching, and, and, and you mentioned your dad growing up, uh, you growing up, your dad coaching for over 50 years and being a part of that. So at what point did you know – all right, this is what I want to pursue. And, and then kind of what was that confirmation like early on?
2: That was my senior year in in college. I was actually playing for my dad my last year at the university of Houston. Uh, I think my mom's still mad at me. I'm about three, three classes away from, uh, my mechanical engineering degree. Uh, and, um, uh, I, I have a enough credits uh, had enough credits to get a math and science uh, interdisciplinary degree to teach. And I kind of made the decision that I'd watched my dad and how many lives that he had, effect, had affected as an educator, um, as a coach. And I had made that decision that hey, I want to be a part of people's lives. Uh, and I want to I'd watch my dad in the NFL. I, I not necessarily uh, loved it, that as a business. I'd love to a part of of kids lives. And so Uh, I chose the college route. I said, Hey, I'm going to give this a go, go as hard as I can at it. And if it works, man, awesome. And if it, and if it doesn't, then I was going to go into education and and teach. Um, and I remember getting the call uh, from Duke university, Fred Goldsmith that they had an opportunity there. Uh, they said, you can come as long as you can get here in January. Uh, I said, you know what, I'm going to switch degrees. I'll get that. I'll get that math and science teaching degree. And, um, and got it, uh, and started on my way. And I remember packing the car, I was marrying my, my wife at the time, uh, Miss Angela, when I was 22. And then my dad told me, Hey, write down your priorities. This business is so takes up so much of your time that you really don't have anything else, but your priorities. And I'll never forget. I wrote, and it's been used a bunch, but I wrote down my faith, my family, and the game of football. And, um, and that's, that has been what I've lived by in that order, uh, and has helped me. So, been an unbelievable 27 years has been a fascinating life. So much fun. I'm thankful for every day I'm in it uh, and uh, and get to be a part of it. Uh, but I'm thankful for the 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 example my dad set for me uh, and really and really guided me into the profession.
0: Well, it's always interesting when you, when you hear uh, a son that that chases after the, the coaching career because we, we do know how time consuming coaching can be, especially in, in college football. And, and, and yet in that, you still said, all right, I, I experienced it as a son. I want to go for it. So from, from that experience growing up in it, how did you then raise your family and, and make sure that, that you implemented some of the same things your dad did to, 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 to keep the family intact, in uh, even as you're, you're pursuing success in the coaching realm? Yeah. You know,
2: dad taught us so much, many valuable lessons. And, you know, my brother is a head coach now at Western Kentucky. And it was me and my brother growing up. And I just thought dad provided an an unbelievable example of what it was to be a husband, what it was to be a father, uh, what it was to, you know, be a leader of men, what it was to be a coach and an educator. He was an unbelievable example to me. He's my best friend. Uh, He's my hero. Uh, And to be able to have that guy in my life, even today, he's even here these two weeks right now. <laughs>
0: he's he's, oh, he's yeah, actually
2: yeah. in Statesboro helping help be in spring trading right now. You uh-huh. know, so to be able to see, you know, hey, even though he has a busy life and a lot of people do, and I don't care what business you're in. If you're really good at what you do, a lot of time, a lot of your time's taken up. But he always stuck to his priorities and his family was an unbelievable priority for him. Um, and as soon as he got done, I remember being, uh, when he was at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, he would pick up me and my brother every Friday and we would either go hunting or fishing. All right. That was his, that afternoon, that was his time. And he never went out with buddies. He never went out and did other things, hobbies. Hmm. He immediately came and got me and my brother. Um, and it always stuck out to me that sometimes in life, it's, it's not the quantity of time. It's the quality. Of time, and he, and it taught me the greatest gift that you can give somebody is your time, and my dad always gave us his time uh, and uh, his knowledge,
0: um, and so very appreciative for for that. He set set a great example for us at a very young age. I love it. Love hearing that. That's encouraging, and and guys can relate to that because we we all find ourselves busy mm-hmm. during ce- certain seasons of life, and and also just busy with work and responsibility. So mm-hmm. a lot of encouragement in there. Well, you mentioned your faith being at the top of the, the priority list. And, and so how have you been able to keep it as the priority? And what have been some of the challenges even uh, mm-hmm. in that to stay focused that, that, that guys listening today can, can re- relate to? Yeah,
2: you know, I've always believed life uh, has its ups and downs. And and if you're ever in college football, it has a bunch of them. It's, oh, it's nice. a roller coaster ride. Uh, and I don't know how to do it without faith. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know how to do it without our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Uh, I just, um, he is the rock, uh, that uh, the foundation, that if you're going to live a life that uh, has adversity, you have to have somebody you can go to uh in adverse situation that you know has your back at all times. And so um from a personal level, um he he's been that rock and that foundation for me that I've always leaned on. Um and you know from a Educational purpose. I've never forced faith on players or coaches. Uh, We've always just provided opportunities. uh, Whether it was the opportunity to always leave Sunday church open for our team and our coaches, so everybody can go. Uh, Whether it's being able to have uh, devotional services on Friday nights uh, before before a game. Uh, Whether whether it's a Bible study for our coaches. Uh, Nothing's mandatory, but it's always the option, uh, and it's. You know, i i i don't i don't mind sharing that I believe we're a faith based organization, uh, and you know we have the opportunities here to practice our faith, no matter what denomination you are. Uh, and so, I've always wanted that uh, when I was uh, being in a leadership mode uh, to be able to help kids in every aspect of their life, not just the game, uh, but in every aspect of your life, and part of that life is spiritual life. And um, and at least it's been for me. Uh, I think it's one of the big reasons I've been successful within this game is staying true to my faith uh, and uh, staying true to my family and staying true to the game. And a faith is a huge, huge part of that uh, to be successful. Amen.
0: Ah, oh, that's it's inspiring and, and, and when you think about your, your faith and just your faith journey, how has it how has it grown? How has your your, your faith, uh, in Jesus, grown over the years? What have been some of the maybe pivotal moments or, or seasons of, of life where you have experienced that that growth in your dependence on him, your understanding of, of who he is in, in your life? Yeah. Well, I just
2: went through one, to be honest with you. I mean, all of a sudden I'm at USC for 12 years. Um, you know, uh, I, 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 I look at the last 22 years of coaching, I've known one move. Uh, From Memphis, Tennessee, to USC, my kids have had it humble in the last 22 years. To only have one move in 22 years as as a coach is almost unheard of. Uh, So, you know, when that transition happened um, at USC, I was just more thankful, uh, you know, really to him for the opportunity To be someplace with my family, to be at a great place, to have that experience, to have grown someplace at the highest level. And then to be able to put my faith in him that it would continue. I would continue to be an educator. It was going to be someplace else. And I could be an educator anywhere, you know, and and literally for him to open up a door uh, at Georgia Southern a place that's won six national championships that has this unbelievable foundation of greatness that all of a sudden has a little dip in a season with a three-win season and say, you know what? I get to be at that place. I get to be a leader at that place. I can help those young men. You know, I we can develop a, a team together and a staff together that can do amazing things. Uh, I praise him for that opportunity, you know, and I've always believed where God closes one door, he's going to open an even better one for you that fits you so well. And, mm-hmm. you know, right now he's opened that door for me uh, and I praise him for it because uh, it's not my plan, it's his. And uh, he gave me one unbelievable great experience in Los Angeles, California with some unbelievable kids and fans and alumni and coach. And now I'm sitting here in statesboro georgia going oh my god i get to be here i get to i get to be a part of these kids lives so uh it's it's uh it, it just reconfirms that if you put your trust in him that he'll steer you to where you need to be and
0: um uh, i'll always put my faith in him oh absolutely and and i love that too that he, he's got something better for us that fits us better mm-hmm. and it doesn't yeah. always mean bigger better but it means it means better. And, and according to, to his understanding for our lives, um, which is which is, I think, crucial for us to uh, have faith in him with that truth and then that reality. So um, so that, that's pretty cool. Well, you, you, know, you think about um, your your time at at USC and, and even before that, as an assistant coach, you've got a unique you know, experience of, of having 20 years. And you said the value that that sets you up to, to be a head coach and prepared you to be a head coach. I'm I'm curious, how, how did that, as you now coach your assistant coaches, Mm -hmm. some of the things that you learned that that you now implement to coach the coaches? Because to me, that's, that's what makes great head coaches is coaching Mm -hmm. the assistant coaches that then coach the the players in in specific position groups and that kind of thing. What what Yeah. You you know,
2: one of the things that you learn
0: in, in this chair is just what you said is understanding your role.
2: You know, I was I was an offensive coordinator for so long and and it was about game planning and creating scheme and implementing implementing an offense that could be successful. Uh, And then all of a sudden you get the opportunity to be a head coach. And now your role changes. You're the overall manager of an organization. Uh, You you know, you're the overall manager of a schedule. Um, You're like you said, you're coaching the coaches. Uh, more than you're coaching the players because you're not a position coach anymore. You still teach them fundamentals. And yes, I still game plan a little bit, you know, and and still dive in the scheme, but it's more about running an overall program. Um, And you have to understand that when you walk into that, you know, your role is going to change. I've never seen it as a promotion. Uh, It's just a a greater act of service uh, to, to kids and, and, to be, a, to be a leader uh, is to be a servant to those that are around you. And so um, I went from run role uh, to, uh, as a coordinator to a head coach, uh, and it really was just a greater call of service, you know, um, to be able to teach not only young men but coaches uh, about the game, uh, about what it means to be a leader, uh, about, you know, what it takes to win championships uh, and how we serve each other. And uh, it's more life lessons and life skills and, and leadership. And so it's been a, it's been a great calling. Uh, it's been that I, I smile every day. I get to, get to wake up. I've never said, oh, I got to go to work. I get to go be a football coach. I get to go do this. So uh, it's, it's an exciting life for, for a head coach.
0: I love that, that perspective and, and passion. It, it shines through. Well, I I have to uh, admit something here. So as you can see behind me, those that are are watching, I've got my App State flag hanging. And yesterday on the show, I had an App State, former App State player on the show. So I hung it up for him, and I I, I told myself I was going to take it down when we had you on. And and for those that don't realize – App State, Georgia Southern are actually huge rivals. And, and so you're getting into the rivalry. Yes. Uh, so I don't know what your understanding of, of the rivalry is, but both these programs were awesome at the FCS level in in the SOCON and then now both being in the Sun Belt together. Uh, so yes. I have to apologize. I didn't mean to, but part of me is kind of glad I did because I'm sure my App State <laughs> brother, uh, brothers are thinking, hey, what, what what's up having a Georgia Southern head coach on the show?
2: Well, so. so you represent, which is great. And what two remarkable programs. I mean, when you talk about App State and, and Georgia Southern, you're talking about a great tradition of excellence. Um, and You're talking about two teams that, that have represented on a national level. Uh, you're talking about two teams I don't think anybody in the country wants to play, uh, to be honest with you. Uh, you, think of, you think about that, whether it's Georgia Southern going down to the swamp and, and beating Florida or App State, you know, going to the big out, beating Michigan, you know, it, it's it, there's special victories that have been along the way. There's special championships that in each program has won. And yes, we love to compete against each other. And you know, when you look up, and it's it, uh, this year, it's the last game of the year in late November that uh, will probably come down to you know who may who deciding for that that. That side of the championship to go play in the conference championship game, you know. Right. So it's it's one of those things that when you look at the Sun Belt right now and you look at the teams that are in this conference, man, it's special and just keeps on getting stronger. You know, the addition of Marshall, the addition of Southern Miss, ODU, you know, it, it's it just keeps on getting stronger. So, um, yes, uh, I'm very fortunate. Part of part of the intrigue of being at this job was the strength of the conference and the members within this conference. So uh, we're proud to have App state in this conference. And, yes, we love competing uh, and we look forward and we look forward to competing in November.
0: Absolutely. No, I'm fired up. And just like we saw in the Final Four in college basketball, Duke Carolina, you want I'm, I'm actually a Duke fan, but you want Duke and Carolina to both be good because it raises the rivalry. So, yeah. I'm glad you're at Georgia Southern. I'm excited for what you're going to do uh to 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 build up that program and and to keep it keep it competitive and in the mix with with app. So, uh that was you know, good.
2: That was good. Be-
0: it's going to be fun. But, uh, Coach, man, a, a, pr- a privilege having you on the, the show today, a real honor, and, and appreciate you uh, taking the time and enjoy the rest of, uh, of spring and spring practice and, and enjoy a little of the time uh, in the offseason as well. But, uh, but thanks so much and, and wish you the best as you, uh, you take over and head into year number one. Thank you so
2: much. Thanks for having me today. Really appreciate it. God bless. Absolutely.
0: There's head coach Clay Helton from Georgia Southern joining us here on the MediShare guest line right here on the unpacking it podcast
1: sharing the personal side of sports this is unpacking it with Bryce Johnson
0: and we're back in the unpacking it studios to unpack the conversation we just had with Clay Helton and a couple things that jump out to me one the fact that when big-time coaches and coaches at big-time programs, when they lose their jobs ultimately, and the reality is this happens way too often probably. Very rarely do we see Bobby Bowden at Florida State forever, Joe Paterno at Penn State forever. Uh, even Nick Saban, he's been in Alabama for a while, but how many stops did he have along the way? So that this is part of of the deal. But the thing that jumps out to me with, with Clay Helton is the fact that he didn't immediately jump to another big program or immediately or, or be willing to take off a bunch of time. We heard him today talk about how much he loves coaching. And so it wasn't a a pride thing to where, you know, I understand. Listen, App State isn't on the same level as USC, Alabama. Clemson, Michigan, Ohio State, Texas, you know, all these different programs, these big time programs. I get that. And Georgia Southern isn't on that level either, but Georgia Southern have, they've won national championships on the FCS level. Now they've moved up to the FBS level with the Sun Belt. So it's a great job. It's a great opportunity. There's no question about that. I'm not, I'm not saying anything negative about the job. What I'm saying is the positive aspect of Clay Helton who, cause he got this job in November. He was ready to get back to coaching. He wasn't going to wait around and see, all right, maybe I could go you know, to, to this SEC school or this Big Ten school and all that kind of thing, and I don't know what other opportunities were there or weren't going to be there or were there, but the fact that he jumped at a job and, and wants to be a teacher and a coach, I, I heard that in his voice, and, and so, hey, it was awesome. He got to be the head coach at USC, one of the great programs of all time, and he had a nice run. He had a great run there. You know, he finished with a 46 and 24 record, so that's very solid. Now their standards are, you know, maybe outrageous and and somewhat un, unfair uh, in many ways too. But they won the Pac 12 championship in 2017, and he did a great job. He's a great coach, and he's still young in his career, and and so he's he's got a lot of uh, excitement in his future. And and so I appreciated his his approach, and and just I'm rooting for him, except when they play App State. <laughs> Except when they play at State, but uh, so that really jumped out to me his 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 just desire to coach and, and to, to go down there and, and really just to, he speaks so highly of this opportunity and he appreciates it and you know think about this coaches that come from some of the the bigger programs in many ways arrogantly get out of coaching or wait around thinking that they're going to get another you know big program right away or. Uh, and they go, no, let me just wait. Let me just wait a little bit. I'm sure it'll happen quickly. And then all of a sudden they're out for five years and they're still waiting around. It's like, hey, uh, what's that guy doing now? Um, so I just find that I find that very interesting uh, in, in college coaching uh, especially because I think it's great when guys are willing to go be an assistant coach somewhere. You know, all the guys that end up going down to Alabama to be an assistant coach, and it is a great platform down there, but in some ways it's humbling too because they, then they then they're able to still coach, still be in the mix, and then wait for the next opportunity, um, and maybe Clay Helton will be at Georgia Southern forever, uh, or maybe this this will be an opportunity for a while, and then God will open up another door for him, and, and we'll see we'll see what's next. But uh, the coaching the coaching careers are, are always fascinating. There's no question about it. But the other way to look at this too is that going from USC to Georgia Southern. It may be a step down in regards to the size of the program and the national attention that the program gets. But to his point where he talked about how an even better door that fits you can open up, that, that that's exactly what this is. It appears to be for, for Clay to where this, this may be the sweet spot where he's able to thrive in an even Better way, and you remove some of the pressure and the 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 unrealistic expectations at USC to where now he can embrace this opportunity. and Maybe even better for his marriage or his family or the connections that he makes in in Statesboro. You know, we don't know what God is up to the way that He uses us, and this this parallels to our own lives. That oftentimes there's an even better door that fits you. It may not mean that it's a a bigger, better door that the world thinks is better. And, and so I've experienced this in my own life, and, and I'm sure you have, or, or maybe you're waiting for that, that better door. Well, maybe instead of thinking that it's the, the bigger, better door, maybe it's the better door that fits you just right. And maybe it happens to be right where you are now, or maybe it is a door that, that God's going to open up because he knows that it fits you in the way that he designed you. And, and I think all too often we're looking for, you know, oh, it's a better opportunity because it's more money or it's a better opportunity because it's in a bigger city or it's a better opportunity because it has more power or prestige. But the better fit, it's about what God wants us to do. It's the, the better fit is in his will. The better fit is according to his plans and his purposes. That's the that's the door we want to walk through. That's the path we want to remain on. And, and so. Clay said he's praising God for his plan, not not his own plan. And he he says, I get to be here. I get to be a part of these kids' lives. Put your trust in him. He'll steer you to where you need to be. I'll always put my faith in him. That's what he just said. Put your trust in him. He'll steer you to where you need to be. I'll always put my faith in him. And again, where you need to be, where I need to be. It's not always where we want to be, sometimes, or uh, where we we think we want to be. God sees the whole picture. He knows how He made us. How He's orchestrating everything to to work together, and 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 the way that He's preparing us. You know, oftentimes we go somewhere for a, a season of preparation, or we wait in a season of preparation, and and so. That's what's on my mind and heart today. And so I appreciate what uh, what Clay Helton had to share. Uh, an even better door that fits you. And he's praising God for his plan. So let's praise God for his plan. Because He his plan is the best. It's way better than our plan. And so uh, so good luck to Clay Helton. Not so much luck, but just hope it goes well for him and that he gets to be in a sweet spot where God can use him in in specific ways. Uh, according to his plan. So thanks so much for listening today. Appreciate you as a listener and look forward to uh, talking to you soon. Uh, Coming up this week, we've got an interview with Ronald Norred. Uh, He's an assistant coach with the Indiana Pacers. So another coaching conversation this week, uh, which I think you'll be encouraged by as well. But be sure to check out all of our previous guest interviews and join us on Mondays for the live show where we talk sports, faith, and life. uh, And we do it live. We have some fun. We goof around a little bit. So if you haven't listened to that, I hope you'll check that out as well. But I'm Bryce. I'm a sports fan who follows Jesus. I believe in the good news that he died on the cross for my sin. He was resurrected. And through faith, I've been saved by his grace. I hope that is true for you as well. And I hope you'll join me as we live life as sports fans who follow Jesus together. Have a great rest of your day. We'll talk to you next time right here on the Unpacking It podcast presented by MediShare.
1: For more information about the show, our events in Charlotte, and other resources, visit That's unpackin'it.com. That's U-N-P-A-C-K-I-N-I-T dot We hope you are encouraged, inspired, and challenged by what you heard today. To support our show and Unpacking It Ministries with a financial gift, visit unpackin'it.com slash donate.